name is Andrew, and this is the Who Dat Discussion, powered by Overtime Media. We have a special episode in store for you guys, as we did team up with the All Saints Consider podcast, and we just had a great time talking about training camp and a lot of fun topics. I really hope you guys do enjoy it. Before we get into the episode, please follow them on Twitter, at the ASC Podcast, and then also follow All Saints Considered at all saints blog as well so please do that if you haven't already probably if you're listening to this you probably do listen to their podcast as it is a really good podcast and i really had a good time talking with them and without further ado let's get right into it you guys doing good today yeah yeah moved to my new place with my buddies so life is great right about now yeah moving yeah actually speaking of which um me and Drew were just talking about this i'm about to move to if we have any listeners in the copley coplay however you say it or allentown or easton or bethlehem pennsylvania area hit me up uh i'm trying to find an apartment two bedroom hit me up you know tell me where to go around there you got some good breweries i like beer i'm trying some breweries around there you know if you are a listener and you are in that area and you hit me up first round on me i got you with the beer that's a promise right there i'm coming up in a month but um yeah, so <laughs> I know I say it every episode, but I've been so freaking bored lately. I don't work for a month. There's literally no NFL news. I am freaking dying. Hey, you know, it's okay. We're almost there. The NBA offseason finally wrapped up. Well, kind of. We'll see what happens mm-hmm. with, with, with Russ, but, you know, football's right around the corner. Yeah, it's close. It's close. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's close. All right. We're going to be talking football today, a lot of training camp talk today, but before we get into it, let's take a quick break and hear from the sponsors that keep us running. You are listening to the All Saints Considered Podcast. All right, we are back. Thank you all for staying with us. Um, So training camp dates just got announced, Uh, just some important ones. Start July 26th, July 28th, pad start, August 4th, Fan Fest, joint practice with the Chargers on August 15th which is going to mean QB competitions with the Chargers QBs, and then wraps up on August 22nd. Um, Other than, obviously, the QB competitions, like I mentioned, which training camp battles are you guys watching out for? Well, I think, to me, the biggest one is going to be the three-man race, and I mentioned it before numerous times, is the slot corner position. You look at Mm -hmm. uh, Patrick Robinson, who was a veteran who we brought in last year, who we thought was going to be a really good have a really good impact on this team. He got hurt three weeks in, but through those first three weeks, you could probably make the case that he was our best corner for those first very rough three weeks of the season <laughs> um, last year. And then, you know, in comes PJ Williams, who we knew he had some inconsistencies, you know, his first couple of years in the league. He kind of put together his best year by far uh, this past year with the Saints, playing a lot more nickel corner and kind of really stepped up it wasn't as inconsistent it didn't have those big penalties um that we were seeing from beforehand so and i believe pj came in uh to otas as the number one nickel corner for uh, the first team yep. patrick robinson did, was yeah. the second team um you, you know patrick robinson has looked good with the twos you know as you would expect you pick up uh teddy Bridgewater order back-to-back days uh during otas now the dark horse yeah i was gonna if you be... didn't mention him i was about to be mad <laughs> no i'm gonna mention my guy right here who could very well be the starting nickelback by the end of the season. I think for sure he's a, a shoe-in for the dime spot right now. Uh, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who I think we would agree uh, where he was selected at, is an absolute steal for the talent you're getting. 
Um, oh, yeah. I think the Saints are kind of confident that they, you know, his character issues, you know, that won't matter in that locker room. He'll blend in with those guys very easily. Um, Alex Anzalone, he played with them at Florida. So, um, yeah, I think that three-man race for sure is going to be the most interesting battle for sure throughout training camp. And once again, I'm going to stick with my boy, P-Rob. Mm. Mm. To win that job, yeah. uh, you know, come because the thing is with PJ Williams is we don't know if he's going to be suspended or not for his D- DWI he uh, had right after the NFC uh, title game, which I don't blame PJ because I mean, hey, you know, after that no call, I mean, <laughs> hey, we do not condone <laughs> drunk driving on this podcast. Uh, we, we, we do not. We don't. We we don't. We, we, don't, we condone <laughs> drinking. We don't condone drinking and driving. He shouldn't. He should not have been driving. But you know, if you're gonna after that game, I mean, he have a couple. Cold, a couple cold ones, but no way should not have been driving. He's not the only <laughs> one that did that after that game, man. I'm with you, PJ. And the other thing is, you know, let's just say if PJ Ward did get suspended and the Saints are confident in Chauncey Garner playing across the secondary, PJ could be a guy who very well could be cut at the end of the preseason or traded for a late yeah. pick somewhere. We never know. So I do like Patrick Robinson right now. And Chauncey Gardner is going to be my dark horse for this, which is I kind of am out on PJ at the moment. But I mean, I mean, David, I mean, I got a, a one game suspension for marijuana. We thought it'd be, it was going to be a lot more. So, I mean, who knows what will happen with that? Yeah. Andrew. Um, I'm, I think defensive ends is going to be a uh, big battle, especially the second part opposite Cam Jordan. The Saints didn't re-sign Okafor, which I think was, I don't know if I'm going to call it a mistake because he got paid, but. They didn't really replace him either. They're going to go with Davenport probably, but I think kind of Trey Hendrickson also. I think he's going to be in with that. Also, they did sign Wes Horton in the offseason, and in 2017, he did have five and a half sacks. So I think he can also play that uh, Okafor role, but I just feel like all these guys, I feel like I don't think Davenport's fully, like, really at that starting point yet. Maybe he'll show me wrong, but... The injury, I think, put him back, and I think it's going to be interesting to see him in training camp because let's see if he's going to be, his explosion's going to be up there. Let's see if he learned more during the offseason because after he had that injury, it seemed like the explosion was gone a little bit. Not to say that it was fully gone because he was still good against the rush, but the sacks definitely weren't there, and I think he can definitely use some help from someone else. That was actually mine, too. I'm really excited for that backup defensive end, even though I think I'm a little bit higher on... Davenport than you are. I think Davenport's ready to start. I'm very, 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 very high on Davenport. I like him a lot. But like you mentioned, I like Trey Hendrickson a lot too. You know, he was a developmental player. We knew that picking him. We got him in the third round. You know, after Mm -hmm. two years of being able to develop, being in the system, you know, work with Ryan Nielsen. Yeah, this is your time to step up Trey Hendrickson, show you're worth that third round pick, and kind of do your thing. Uh, But I'll add on to that. There's two I'm going to add. I'll go with the first one. That's the third running back position. The reason I like this one is because just because I like Divine Azigbo so much. <laughs> so uh, why? Yeah, I, I've said it on <laughs> I like a bunch of podcasts. I said it before the draft that I wanted us to draft him. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Mark Ingram. He's like Mark Ingram light. So I really hope he makes it. But then you have Buck Allen, who I know Ross is really high on. Matt Days, who is kind of the last one there. And then Dwayne Washington, mm-hmm. who's kind of a forgotten piece, who was actually really good when he played last season in the, the small time. In that final game, yeah. Yeah, and coaches mm-hmm. like him. So Dwayne Washington's kind of a sleeper pick to steal that. So I'm really excited for third running back. And then my final one is Dan Arnold and Elise Mack. Because most likely there's only one spot for a tight end there. And Dan Arnold been in the system. I've been very high on him, but I love Elise Mack. He was underutilized in college. His film is good. 6'4". 
Dude's a monster. I think he can step up and actually make an impact during the late stretch of the season. So that's going to be another fun one to watch. One more thing to add with Trey being, you know, um, in 2017, late in the season. And, you know, you can even say um, last year as well, Hendrickson also played on the, uh, along the defensive tackle position as well. You know, for that versatility sure. to work and play on the mm-hmm. outside and the inside. Especially with Rankins obviously out for at least half the season. On him out for week one. You could see some. You could see some Hendrickson in the mix between you know Malcolm Brown, Mario Edwards, um, and yeah. Stallworth. You know, in the interior rotation, depending if he makes the roster or not. So he might be able to hang on just because of that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say about Mario Edwards. He, we did. I think he could be an interesting signing. He can play both. He's very versatile. He'll play both defensive and defensive tackle. I could see him also kind of helping Davenport in that role too. I think Edwards. I think Edwards is a lock for this team. Just because I think yeah, so I too. you we yeah. we have we're gonna have that extra spot open at the beginning of the year with Rankins being injured, and then with Anya Mata suspended, I think Edwards that, is gonna yeah. fill in there, and then he can also bounce out to defensive end, and one person. Start one. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think he's gonna start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a big. Uh, I'm not gonna get into it. I think Porter Gustin is someone else who could sneak down and move to that defensive end position and kind of sneak in sure. there. But Corbin Kafusi, man, don't forget about him. How tall is he? Six, I think six ten. He's dude. like he's like he's he's, six he's nine. Like, he, he's playing the wrong sport. Let's just say that. Dude <laughs> yeah. should be, dude yeah. should be the NBA getting a five year max contract from the Clippers. <laughs> he shouldn't be fighting for a roster spot with the Saints. Nah, but I like it though, dude. Oh man, if we could have a six nine or six ten, whatever he actually is, dude, on the defensive line, you can't tell me. I'm looking at this not from like a perspective of what's gonna help this team. I'm just looking at this like purely as a fan, pur- purely as someone who loves football. How cool would it be to have a big ass dude <laughs> play defensive oh, end? Line, That'd yeah. be fun. <laughs> I mentioned how many bad passes he's going to have. Yeah, exactly. Cameron yeah. Jordan, already the the uh, pass batting god. And then you get Kafusi, if I'm even pronouncing that right, on the other side. <laughs> That's unbeatable. You know what? You know what? His roster spot should be just for field goal blocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his spot should be secured just based yeah, on, okay, right. you just got to stick your hand up. Yeah. And, you know, you can probably get a piece of the ball on field goals at least. Bro, if he if he sneaks on this team as a defensive end, work on his hands a little bit and throw him in at tight end in the goal line and Ooh. just throw him on a little corner fade. He'll you be think what that's Dan- getting stopped? He'll be what Dan Arnold should have been. No, I'm just kidding, Tyler. <laughs> chill out. Just chill chill out, Tyler. I know <laughs> you can't see me. My my hand is fist right now. <laughs> I mean, my my fist is clenched. I'm pissed. Like the Arthur meme? Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Just, just know, Andrew. There's, there's like three things you can't talk about Tyler with, or you can't slander these three things with Tyler: beer. Yep. Um, I guess the Saints football and Dan, yeah. and, Dan and, and Dan Arnold. Three Dan things. Arnold. Dan yeah, Arnold. Those, those are my off limits right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Any other battles you want to add? Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater could compete with Drew Brees. No, I'm just kidding. Chill out. <laughs> no, just kidding. Saints Twitter, don't destroy me for that. Yeah, I'm not responding to that. Actually, Smart. speaking of which, follow Same. me on Twitter, man. Come on. I, I just posted that Teddy Bridgewater thread. Five tweets. Film on Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> follow me, man. I got eight followers today. Love y'all. Today alone. Thank you all so much. We're going to the break on this thank you for you guys following me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we got more training camp talk when we coming back. You're listening to the All Saints Considered Podcast.
All right, we are back. And I'm sure there were some of you <clears throat> before the ad break a little upset we didn't talk about the wide receiver battle. But that's because we are saving it for this conversation. So you can relax. All right, here it is. So most likely just basing off previous rosters with Sean Payton and with this coaching staff, the general makeup of our wide receivers is three outside wide receivers and then two primary slot receivers and then a six receiver if they can be a return man. We have very, 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 I don't want to say super talented because they're not, you know, incredible. They're not elite wide receivers, but we have a lot of wide receivers that are, have a chance to be really solid role player guys. They have a lot of potential. There's a lot of talent there in future talent there, but most of them are on the outside, which makes it very hard to kind of pick your five or six because you take three outside and two slot, which we could break the mold, but the three outside kind of seem like a lock with Thomas Ginnon Smith, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. But I think I'll we'll make it. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, so it, it's kind of it's kind of hard there. So do you think? Well, build your five. You don't need to go that route. If you want to have one slot, have one slot. But let <laughs> let me hear you guys five or six with a returner. All right. So my five slash six. Uh, I think obviously Mike Thomas. We all agree is on our list, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. If not, if I not, <laughs> I, I if if he's not, then I want whatever you're smoking because he must be pretty strong. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go with Thomas. Obviously, Michael Thomas. I think Tegan's a lock as well. Traquan Smith is gonna be a lock. Um, you know, I'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt with Key Kirkwood because he plays a little bit of both inside in the slot and outside. Yep. Um, and this one may surprise you guys a little bit, but I'm. I'm gonna go with Austin Carr. Oh, as, oh out of as, left as, field. Um, oh. I think, I think if he can put together a solid training camp and really thrive in the preseason strictly as a slot or a slot wide receiver, I think he's got a chance to make this roster. Really, because when you think about it, Cam Mer- Cam Meredith obviously I think is a guy who, if not fully healthy, he's gonna be cut. You know, yeah. come before week one yeah. starts. And I think uh, Little Jordan Humphrey is a perfect practice squad guy because I don't think a lot of teams are going to be too hungry for Humphrey, per se, because yep. no. he obviously won't draft it for a reason, right? Yeah, um, no speed. And I think yeah, <laughs> yeah no speed. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think he's a guy that Curtis Johnson uh, on the practice squad actually really could mentor him pretty well and kind of, you know, and I, when I look at Humphrey, it reminds me a lot of Marcus Colson in the in the sense that you know Ooh, he's a big guy. You go on, you go on Austin Carr, but, and then you're comparing little Jordan Humphrey <laughs> well, to Marcus well, Colston. Well, and and and, and I... let me, let, now, now hear me out here. It's not because it's not like apples to apples. It's more like apples to bigger apples. <laughs> okay, <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the sense in the sense that I think Humphrey could be a guy who could be play well in the NFL. Because yeah. of his size, he's a bigger wide receiver. Obviously, he's not going to burn you with speed, um, but he'll burn. He can beat you, you know, with mismatches, right? And that's what, that's yeah. how Marcus Colson thrived for as long as he did the NFL. He wasn't the fastest guy, but his size alone and his ability to play, you know, across the field, is what made him so is what made him so good in the NFL, right? Yeah. So I think that's the comparison I'm making with Humphrey is that you can learn from Curtis Johnson on the practice squad, uh, and you know, be a real good guy. And my dark horse. Here's another Affield uh, answer. Uh, we signed Richard Matthews, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Now, what if I told you he's not the free agent who makes this team? Oh man! All oh, right, geez. continue. What if what if I told you that all this talk about Des not coming back to the Saints oh, and that I Sean was, Payne I wasn't was literally interested? Literally, before starting this, I was literally gonna say talking about Des is banned from this conversation. <laughs> I almost said that you before we got into this, and I thought <laughs> I thought I didn't have to say it, and no one would bring up Des. But continue. I'm. Continue. Hey, Andrew, I got. I think give Andrew the whole experience on the podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think does you know. Then I'm not saying he's gonna come back. I don't think it's guaranteed. But I'm just saying, if he were to come back, I think he could immediately make an impact with this offense, uh, and have a pretty good role with the squad. I really do think that. So, I'm gonna go with Thomas Ginn, Traquan Kirkwood. Carr is my five. Humphrey could be a six, depending if he makes a practice squad. And I think Des is a dark horse. A very, 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 very little to no chance, but a dark horse. That was the least expected. When I tweeted this out on the All Saints blog account, there was a general, and I'm sorry this is your answer, Andrew, but there was a general, actually, I'll wait for you to answer, but there was a five that was pretty consistent with everybody with one variation. That just completely broke the mold completely. I, hey, you know, I'm you, impressed. You got to do. You got. You got. You know. You know. You got to change the mold. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who you got? First off, I just want to say I was thinking of Des Bryant though. Oh, see, 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 see. Andrew, I'm mad at both of you right now. I'm mad at both of <laughs> you. Andrew is a real one. Just know that. I'm mad right so now. I have, this, I have the same three with Mike Ginn and Traquan. But I do have Rashard Matthews making it from the slot. Yeah. I, I really like Rashard Matthews. He's, I think, like, if you look at his stats and stuff with bad quarterbacks, he's been just as good as Ted Ginn throughout the stats. He had some good years with yeah, Tennessee. He, yeah, yeah. And then with the Dolphins, too. I mean, when you look at it, last year it was a really bad year. Obviously, with the Jets and Tennessee, he was kind of just blocked out by a lot of guys. But you go back the year before, he had 53 catches. year before that, 65. I mean, he's had some solid years, had over 900 yards, nine touchdowns in 2016 with Marcus Mariota throwing him the ball. I just feel like even if he gets a couple of slot um, reps here, I think he could make a difference. Also, this team needs some speed. I mean, th- when you're looking at it, last year, they were some guys just weren't getting open, Kirkwood, um, and it was, it was definitely getting hard with Breeze as he's, I'm not going to say he was less accurate, but it was making him hard to throw some balls. They don't really have any speed burners besides Ginn. And when Ginn was out, Tracon wasn't really getting it done. So they do need some speed. And the then like the others, the fifth one, I don't know. It's between, I think it's going to be between Meredith and Kirkwood. Mm. And I think Kirkwood, I, I think he's probably going to win it just because he's more familiar Meredith, if he's fully healthy, I mean, he definitely has the, the better receiver, had some good years with the, the Bears, but I don't know. I just feel like Kirkwood, I think Sean Payton's more comfortable with him, but we'll see what Meredith's health status. And then my sixth guy, when looking at, uh, I was going to think of like a returner type guy, I'm thinking either Simi Cobbs or Cyril Grayson. Hope I'm saying his name yeah, right. I love Those, Grayson. They got some speed. I think this team just needs some young speed in it right yeah. now. Then, yeah. No, I actually... Okay, so I have the same – my realistic list, if I'm being straightforward, is Thomas Ginn, Smith, and um, Keith Kirkwood and Richard Matthews, that five. And then I like Cyril Grayson, too, as a six, as a kick returner and punt returner. But our next segment is a bold predictions. 
So I'm going bold with mine. I didn't know Alex <laughs> Alec was going to go bold. Mine was, so. mine was pretty bold. So I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know how you're going to top that. I'm really interested. It, 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 so our next segment is bold predictions for training camp. So mine's kind of in that vein. So what I'm going to say is Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn on the outside. Keith Kirkwood, Richard Matthews in the slot. But the third outside receiver. So when the coaches love... He has performed well in camp, in mini camp. Simi Cobbs takes like that, that third outside yeah. spot, and Traquan Smith gets traded for a fourth round whoa. draft pick and next year's draft. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Tal, you may have just top my list, honestly. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> you the co- with coaching, staff, coaching staff feels comfortable with Simi Cobbs, right? Bring him in. I watched a lot of Traquan Smith tape. I, I wrote an article about it. I watched a lot of his tape. I'm not a Traquan Smith truther. He gets bullied at the line. He rounds out his routes too much. Not too much. He, he shows potential, but I think where we are at right now, you go with whoever's playing better now. I think Traquan Great. Smith can get moved. Uh, they like Simi Cops? Yeah, why not? You know? I like it, but but I see one thing missing your equation here, Tyler. Um yes. Uh, where does Des fit into this equation? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Actually, though, no, yeah, better. Yet, where does Austin Carr fit in your equation? <laughs> he fits in my equation on a different team. <laughs> uh, you know, I like that. That's a very. That's I, I like. I like Simicops a lot, and uh, that's a very. That's a very bold take, Tyler. Treading away Traquan. That's. I like it though. I like it. I mean, if if realistically, and and. Like like I said, I watched a lot of tape on Traquad. A lot of people referenced that Eagles game. Yes, he put up a lot of... Uh, he got a lot of receptions, a lot of yards. I don't remember the exact number. But he did play well in that Eagles game. Mm-hmm. If you watch the tape on that Eagles game, a lot, a lot, almost all of that was system and not Traquan Smith. That was good play design. Yeah, good passes, good execution. But... If you fill in Simi Cobbs and what Traquan Smith did that game, the, the Eagles are bracketing and double Michael Thomas the whole game. A lot of those passes were short slants, um, stick, just, just yeah. nothing that really required to be a next-level receiver. He, his routes weren't insane. He wasn't getting separation. He was just open from good play design and the defense that the Eagles are running. And he really wasn't that impressive. And I, I still believe in Traquan. I like Traquan. I'm just saying, if we like Simi Cobbs, if we like even like Chad Hansen or Cyril Grayson as a receiver or Lil oh, Jordan Humphrey. If you're, if you're going to put Chad Hansen in this conversation, you might as well put Austin Carr because they're the same kind of guy. I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, I, first off, that's just because they're both white, chill out. But <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Tyler, I'm just saying, Tyler, we are not that kind of podcast. That's going to tell me they both remind you of Edelman or Wes Welker. Like, come on, come on. It's funny how everyone does. That. It's funny how everyone does that. But I mean, it, and one thing to add with Traquan in the Eagle game. I mean, if we're going to be right here, the whole the talk the whole week was how banged up that secondary was, and they signed guys off the streets to play yeah. that week. Yeah. So I mean. And you had your two best guys on Michael Thomas to begin with, and you had Traquan on guys who just got to the facility for the Eagles, you know. So, and then everyone talked about the playoff game against the Eagles again, how the matchup was going to be Traquan against whoever Philly had lined up against them, and Traquan did virtually nothing the whole game. Yeah. So, 
I mean, I'm not trying to come yeah. on here and slander Traquan, though. No, no. I, st- uh, no. I still believe he has a lot of potential and he can be good next year. I'm just saying we don't need to hold on to him because we drafted him high. Like we last we can, year. Yeah, we can we yeah. can move on it and get some assets back while he still has that potential from another team. Especially if other guys show up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. If we feel comfortable with somebody else, yeah. If we feel comfortable with somebody else, don't hold on to Traquan because we drafted him recently. There's yep. no need for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so that was my bold prediction. You guys got a bold prediction? Oh, well, okay, let's see. I mentioned Carr makes the roster initially. <laughs> I mentioned Dez comes back. What can I do to top that off? Um, yeah, that already sounds like your bold prediction. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, you got a bold prediction? <laughs> yeah. So... I got one on the offense, one on the defense. My one on the defense that the Saints will either trade or sign a defensive end. I just, Ooh, I, I just I think like they, I, th- I think there's a hole there. They didn't fill it with. You know what, four. Andrew? We're not getting along and, anymore because I'm a big Davenport truther. I like Davenport. Your, doubt, just, your doubtingness in Davenport right now is hurting my feelings. <laughs> I, I think he's a good player, and I think that I, he he should have more than four and a half sacks. But to think that he's gonna get eight sacks, nine sacks, that's gonna be really tough for him to do. And I, I think a veteran that's better than like a Wes Horton player, you could get a trade for a player, get a fifth, sixth rounder with a team that either has a lot of depth there at defensive end. You could probably get a defensive end. And I, I just feel like Davenport, he's too unproven for a team that's looking for a Super Bowl. It was I'm not gonna compare it to last year with the cornerback situation, but. Everyone was counting on Ken Crawley, and then what happened? We had to get Eli Apple. So <laughs> I just see too many similarities between them. And then on the, on the offense, I, I'm really high on Rashard Matthews. I think he could actually overtake Ginn for the second receiver. Ooh, I, like I like it. That. I like, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I got something about Tyler. I got some. Okay, I got Go some. I, I, Andrew inspired me, so I got some. <laughs> shout out, shout out to you, Andrew. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna say Chauncey Gardner Johnson. As high as we are on him, I'm gonna say he won't find that much playing time this year. Oh, because I think with La- I think Lattimore taking another step to be a legit shutdown corner in the NFL. Eli Apple with Aaron Glenn for a full off season. You get Patrick Robinson back healthy. Uh, Marcus Williams, who the numbers may not have been there, but actually was really good in coverage this past year. But people will tell you, just because the uh, interceptions weren't there, he didn't play good at all. Um, and I think Von Bell would take another big step this year and solidify that other safety spot. Mm-hmm. So you may not see a whole lot of Chauncey Garner just because of how stacked the starting five for the secondary will be. Um, I think my offensive prediction, I'm going to say... This may not be as bold as, you know, it's kind of maybe a pretty common take, but I'm going to say Jared Cook will be the number two wide receiver in most categories at the end of the year okay. behind Michael Thomas. Yeah. Shouldn't like be surprising, it. but I'm going to go Jared Cook is be the number two and like, you know, every, you know, receptions, yards, touchdowns behind Michael Thomas. Maybe third if you kind of have a Camaro, but yeah, I'm going to go with Jared Cook as a legit threat. I like it. Nah, I like that a lot. I feel like this episode was a little I don't I feel like that bold prediction really we're kind of topping ourselves cuz I feel like we've all been going pretty bold this whole whole, whole time. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, but you know that's that's just what we do here on the podcast. Yeah, that's it's it's all off, off season talk. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say yeah. yeah, it's the off season. This is the time to get bold. Yeah. I, oh, I I need something NFL in my life, man. I I need training camp to start. I am I'm dying, man. I'm dying. Just imagine a month from now, 
A month from now, camp will be going on. Oh, I'm gonna, so excited. It's, it's gonna, we're close. We're close. I'm so excited. When's the yeah. first preseason game? Is it? Was it August 12th, August, I want to say? Yeah. Or August 4th? Yeah. August 12th? The 12th. 12th. Well, for the Saints, it's going to be the 12th. I think that Thursday Hall before. Hall of Fame game. Played, right, the, what's the it called? It's a Hall of Fame game? Yeah. Yeah, Hall of Fame game. I'm excited for the joint practices with the Chargers again. I mean, it's like a tradition. Yeah. I think it's just. I think it's because you know, the Chargers lost Breeze, and the Chargers were like, "Hey, let's just <laughs> join up every year, just to see what we're what we're missing out on." You know? <laughs> we're missing out. It's like the yeah, jealous just, just ex-girlfriend just to, yeah. showing up, coming around <laughs> you, just to see how you're doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that's just what it is. It's like they just want to check them, see how you're doing. You know, make sure they're feelings. And that's hey. just what the Chargers are. <laughs> Actually, all right. You guys want to add anything before we head out? Um, Please, nothing about Dezza. Dang it! I was gonna <laughs> say something funny about that. <laughs> I had to uh, cut it off. Dang, dang, Tyler! I was gonna say something really funny. Um, okay, well, never mind then. Um, okay, follow up. Um, you know, I'm just gonna say, it. if Von Bell shows up this year, guys, don't be surprised because I really year by year has gotten better and better with more playing time. So, Von Bell is me, my dog going this year yeah i agree with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i just think he had that great yeah, game if the they play. just give him more against the if they just give him more he went you off. know i know his, his big neck is pass coverage but if you just give him more time to develop him he'd become better i think he'd be really good for us so yeah von bell's a guy to look out for for sure yeah. this training camp yeah i like von bell i like it all right i think that's all we got andrew, thank you andrew you got oh. you got anything andrew you're our guest Right. You're good? You're sure? Are, are you sure? We're trying. We're trying. We're trying to be good hosts to you, so so, you, so, you, so you'll like us enough to come back and do this thing. <laughs> oh man! All right, all right. That's all we got. Thank you, Andrew, again for joining us. Andrew's part of overtime now, so definitely going to be back. Thank you again for joining us. That's all no, we got you for you today. Even we, if you don't like us, you'll be back here with yeah, us. Yeah, we're going to force you. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. We have, we have a contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like you're the charges for the Saints. We have to do this every year. Yep. Joint practices. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. We are out.